This is episode 241 of Bleak and Review. Tonight's guest, Whitney Melton. Plus, some French tourists stop by. All of this and the Eiffel Tower only on Bleak and Review. Hello there. This is Kevin Anderson, the host of the Bleak and Review podcast. Thank you for tuning in. I don't know how entertaining this intro is going to be because I believe I have some sort of ulcer. Self-diagnosed, of course. Not, uh, haven't gone to a doctor about it yet because it only recently dawned on me that this is something that might not just be the work of one hot chicken quesadilla. It has persisted in a very mildly annoying capacity. It hasn't been ruining my days, but it's persisted for about 24 hours after eating said hot chicken quesadilla with not a lot else in my stomach, so there was probably something there that was exacerbated by it, if that was the cause. And then, you know, you get to do you get to do that fun thing where you Google poop colors to see what kind of problem you have. And my poop is black. Not super black. I would say dark, dark brown, <laughs> if that makes it better. I like how I'm rationalizing it, like, oh, my poop's probably fine. It's not fully black. It's not like coal. Yeah, I haven't had much of an appetite. And I have mild abdominal pain, so it's probably something ulcer-related. I'm going to get some antacids here pretty soon, but first I have to record this intro. I do, I do like that I've grown sufficiently to know that when I'm Googling symptoms, that it's not always going to be cancer. Because that's usually, whenever you Google anything that's going on with your body, right, they... There will be that one part that's like, in some cases of specific cancers, this will also happen. And you're like, well, that's probably what I have, right? Why not jump to the uh, immediate worst thing that could happen as somebody who is praying for some health insurance in the near future as he reapplies to the job he's been working at in a freelance capacity for the past year? That's been fun. That's been fun. The whole process of this, uh, this job that I'm been doing but now is being make it official making it official now after a big corporate takeover purchase has consisted of a bunch of people that I've been working with for a year interviewing me and being like this is kind of a ridiculous formality isn't it and I go yep they're like it's all right we're still gonna have to do this for an hour because common sense does not often coincide nicely with the corporate landscape so yeah, I don't think I'm going to uh, do a long intro. I think I'm pretty much done already. <laughs> I just don't really feel like being funny. Uh, or even, I don't have anything to talk about other than like, I guess we could talk about the Tony Hinchcliffe thing. I mean, that was a week ago now, but uh, that, that I didn't have a bleak and review last week. So now you get my hot takes. Just a quick summation. Um, if you missed it, it was... Kind of big news in the entertainment world, but I don't know how far that permeates into normal people's lives. Basically, some L.A. comic who has a fairly successful podcast where he lets new comedians do like 30 seconds of material and then shits on them. And everyone goes, this is great. I love it when people's dreams are crushed. This guy, he moved to Austin, I believe, with all these Joe Roganites who relocated during the pandemic so they could not abide by LA live performance restrictions and go to another city, fuck up the local scene and uh, start doing comedy live before it was safe to. So he's one of those guys. 
And he was captured on video saying a whole bunch of racist shit about a, a, an Asian comedian who had opened for him or just introduced him kindly. He gave him a very kind introduction and Hinchcliffe came out and uh, said a lot of slurs and did a really like like bonanza level like bad stereotypical accent work. Like I don't know if you remember the show Bonanza. It's an old Western show where they have a character named Hopsin and he's just as horrible as you'd imagine, uh, as a depiction could be. And it was like obviously like it wasn't funny. There's just it's offensive on so many levels because some people will try to use it offensive. Well comedy's about pushing boundaries. And you know if you can't take it then 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 don't friggin' Don't freaking show up because comedy is about making you uncomfortable. Like, yeah, you try. They'll like try to invoke like Richard Pryor or George Carlin to justify their bullshit. It's like, yeah, but when it's jokes and it's actual social commentary and like maybe it is uncomfortable. That's true sometimes, but just going on stage and screaming slurs with no punchline is not furthering anybody's art. <laughs> it's not. I love that they're like. Whoosh. Comedy about pushing boundaries. Oh, pushing boundaries? Saying the N-word is pushing boundaries and with no punchline? Just like the ability to say it on stage and not get in trouble is pushing boundaries? Hmm, sounds like your idea of comedy is fucking weird and you're probably racist. So yeah, he uh, he got called out for that pretty big. And his talent agent dropped him, which people will be like, cancel culture. And they'll try to talk about it as like it's a cancel culture thing where it's like, no, I mean... It was, again, I've said it on the podcast, I'll say it again. Any job would fire an employee if a video surfaced of them being racist. Or like just any, like workplace harassment gets people fired for doing bad shit. Like people want to treat entertainment like it's a different being entirely than like your average jobs are. They're like, what? So this guy just can't say racist shit anymore. I'm like, name a job besides like, I don't know, an Alaskan oil rig or <laughs> some place where it's just a bunch of assholes yelling at each other and being racist. Like any job that has any professional standing whatsoever, that it's not tolerated. So why would it be different for performance art? Because it can reach more people and be ultimately more harmful. Is that your reasoning? You have no reasoning. So I won't be shedding any tears for Tony Hinchcliffe's lack of management. I mean, we all saw, you know, when Louis C.K. got in trouble for his bullshit, you know, he was able to go on and find a career because <laughs> he wasn't he was fired from a job. I believe he lost like his Netflix deal and then he just like is able to do whatever he wants still because nothing ever happened. If that's uh, the worst thing that some of these people can imagine happening to someone, then they should probably Read about what's going on in Palestine. Hey, everybody, this is Bleak in Review. You knew I had to bring up Palestine at least once. Certainly not going to get into it because I'm not going to figure it out. I mean, I have my opinions about things and I know who I support. Hint, it's not Israel. Double hint, it's not anti-Semitic to be critical of Israel's government. So, you know, so remember that. But we're definitely not going to get into that because we have a fun episode coming up here uh, after the break. This short musical interlude here. Friend of the show, Whitney Melton, returns. You know him, you love him. He's a great comic. He's been on the show since the very beginning, since the wee inception of this dang podcast. And Whitney and I have a... We have a, a very specific conversation dealing with uh, maybe some health stuff that was going on with me in the moment. You'll find out in just a few moments. I don't know why I'm teasing it like that. 
And then a little later in the episode, we've got some French tourists who are planning a trip to California, and they're very, very excited. And uh, we get to talk to them about their hopes and their dreams and uh, all the weird idiosyncrasies in between. Bam, I can barely talk. It's I, And I tried to keep this intro short, and it's about the same length as all of them. So, I don't know, I guess you can't teach an old dog new tricks. This is Bleak and Review, episode 241. We will be back in just a moment with Whitney Melton. Stay tuned! We are back here on Bleak and Review. I remain your host, Kevin Anderson, and last night's hot chicken is ruining my insides. Will I shit myself on the podcast? Stay tuned. Joining me here in this segment, dear friend of the show, from way back from year number one to year number five and change, please welcome the venerated daddy of Bleak and Review, Whitney Melton. Hey, what's up, Kevin? Oh, nothing. I'm about to shit. How are you doing? <laughs> so, so, so how, let's talk about this. Let's get into it. Let's get into it how, right away. Yeah. How close are you to the, the, the dam breaking? Uh, it, it's, it's going, it's coming in waves at this moment. Um, it has been, <laughs> there, there's been, there's yes, yeah, spurts, if you will. Um, <laughs> are you like gently sharding your pants while we're being we're talking right now you know how when you bring you know how when like you want to like bring a pot to boiling and then you reduce to a simmer <laughs> right oh i see i see my bowels are simmering at this moment so it's it's like i'm cooking rice but i'm also about to shit if that makes sense uh no it, it's like uh, there's like a, a a fresh morning dew <laughs> hey morning dew dew yeah there we go see now That's we're cool. talking um, but uh, to answer your question, I'm basically, uh, I'm having moments, uh, like hot flashes, if you will, of like, oh no, it's going to happen. And then it subsides and I'm like, I could do the podcast. Uh, and then I'm sure throughout the duration of this recording, uh, it's going to be, um, you know, it's going to be touch and go. It's going to be touch and go. And I hope that listeners are here for it. Do you think it will give you a little more p- a pizzazz? That you'll have a little, little little spice in your game during this podcast. Maybe a little sense of urgency. Yeah, a little. Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> I think that definitely could be the case. Um, uh, I don't know. It remains to be seen. We'll have to find out by the end. We'll find out by the end of this episode if I was better than usual or worse than usual uh, on it, this episode. It, it's basically the umami of this podcast. It's the poo mommy. <laughs> and we may have found the episode title two minutes yeah, into this segment who knows good job, good uh but whitney of course because we're talking bowel movements i have to ask you i ask this to everybody every time they're on the show you know this when was the least convenient time you had to shit the least convenient time yeah like when did the the shits attack you and and this is what people tune into the show for certainly is us just just white men throwing down about their bowel movements no, uh, no, uh, it like, needs to be spoken about. We need to, we need to get it out there. <laughs> like 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 the most inopportune time for you to like go. Oh no, not now! When you start feeling the tummy rumbles and the hot snakes. Ah, uh, man, I, I don't know if I have a, a a good anecdote to that. Can I can I talk about? I thought you were gonna say, can I use a can I use a lifeline? Can I phone a friend? <laughs> can I can I give another angry poo story or a poo? <laughs> Can I speak? I mean, are we just in like 
like land where we can talk about other poo related things. We're in a, we're in the uh, the PCU, the poop cinematic universe now. Like anything, okay. origin stories, uh, okay. you know, re- reboots, whatever you got, repoops, uh, whatever you want to do, we can get into it. Let's talk toilets. Okay, so uh, for the last year and a half, like you know, a lot of people, I've been at home a lot of times or most of the time. And they put in a low flow toilet uh, not too long before this started. And it has made me hate environmentalists to the core of my soul. Really? And they did this without your consent. They just put it in. Yeah, I mean, it's the it, I don't own the building, so they can you know do whatever they fucking. Want. Yeah, I guess that's I guess that's all I. That's fair. Yeah, and, <laughs> and I get on paper all of the reasons why you would want a low flow toilet. It sounds like the the deal of a lifetime. Right. You know, you're saving the planet and you're saving money and everybody wins. Right. But everybody they wins. They don't tell you that, like a tiny, you know, like the little dry circle poops that you get sometimes. Oh yeah, deer turds. Those will clog up a low flow toilet. The oh, low flow toilets are awful. You have to flush them like 10 times. But did they put in a joke toilet with a hole that's just big enough for farts? Like, now, from, that I think you should funny. That would be funny if this was like a long con, like, prank show. And like, at the end of it, there's just hours of YouTube video of me pooping and then like yelling at the toilet. Ah! I think we just figured out your entire brand. Like you've been doing comedy for a while, but like that is your brand encapsulated is you yelling about poop and toilets. <laughs> Me yelling at toilets. <laughs> so the album cover would be like the toilet with the lid up and me being like, like old timey fighting it. Yeah. It, it's a, like, like I'm trying to think, I'm trying to think of like a snappy, like Netflix title. Cause it, it could be like uh, uh Whitney Melton, uh, toilet triggered or like Whitney Melton, oh, I see, uh, I see. uh, uh, porcelain cancellations. I don't know. I mean, I'm not a title guy, you know, unless it's right, like, right. But, but use this, but I'll think of, of one, like, the, the, the general older white guy, these dumb kids sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you know. we were talking about this off mic, uh, uh, in a text conversation, uh, not too long ago where like you kind of fill this gap in, uh, or this, this, this niche in the comedy world where you are a man of a certain age, but you're also not like a hack that's like, Oh, these kids and blah, blah, blah. Like you're, you're more interested in talking about farts. And <laughs> <laughs> I, what, what you, I think you're trying to say is I still don't hate the world. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or you're just fascinated with your butthole. I don't know. Well, those are both, I mean, those, mutually exclusive. Why can't it be both? You yeah, know? exactly. <laughs> both very curious things very interesting things no that is true though but I, I i but going back to this low flow toilet it doesn't give you the option right because i know some people's got them toilets where you got like the button for number one oh, and the button heaven. for number two is that not oh, what we're talking i would i would kill for one of those no it's just an it's a toilet just you know your standard toilet but if you don't if you forget if you don't Sorry, audience. I'm talking about poop. I, if you fast forward a little bit, if you don't want to hear about it, but if you, you have to flush after every log, <laughs> which it, seems counterproductive. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> this is this is doing the opposite of what the low flow toilet promised society. Now, have you considered your diet? See, no, listen, I am not. I don't want to bowel shame. Listen, no, I'm not humble bragging that I take 
take massive beautiful dumps that's not like <laughs> oh i got well, every dump every dump there, i take is an iceberg you know you see the tip of it but it goes deep you know ladies uh, i know something about a seven or eight inch if you know what i'm talking about no it's this is a great episode for the first time my girlfriend's on the show um, <laughs> <laughs> not that anyone needs to peek behind the veil but uh but your 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 toilet sucks down every turd with the severity of a piss it's like it's like oh we'll use piss tactics on turds and that doesn't well, work. The the problem is is that I guess there's just a the a tiny little thing and it's just there's it's it, a tiny little thing. It, it can't get through it and it and I there's and it's not like I can put something in there like to make it bigger. It, this is how it is. Look, it's, I don't I don't care how upset listeners are that we're just talking about poop. I know how to get my guests to talk about what they're passionate about. And, <laughs> Because <laughs> I get it. Where you know, like you always hear about, like during the pandemic, all these couples breaking up because they're they're spending so much time together, and their the little minor things become big. Like dirt before the pandemic, when I would you know use the work toilet, it wasn't a big deal. Right. But now it's like it. I, all of my rage in the world, I take out on that toilet now. <laughs> like you ruined my life again. So despite all your rage, you're still on a toilet and it's a cage? Wait, no, there was a Smashing Pumpkins joke in there somewhere, but I missed I like it. <laughs> I like where you went. It didn't exactly get there, but I like the direction you were going. <laughs> Bless you. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, I get that. You kind of hyper-focus. And it's also like you live, you don't have a roommate or anything. You live alone. So you don't, you can't, you can't uh, push off that rage onto some unsuspecting third party. It's all about... Like a normal person does, take it out on someone else. Yeah, yeah. For me, it was for me. You know, it's uh, it's like Richard Park. You know, friend of the show, Richard Park, nicest, best roommate ever. But I've I've beaten him up a bunch. You gotta do what you gotta do. You, have to do you, gotta, you gotta stay healthy. You gotta stay healthy. You simply must. And I guess the low flow toilet is uh, not is. I mean, you know. I, it would be interesting if you did get the stats on how much toilet water you're using now versus then. Back when you oh. had one of these, uh, you know, one of these gas guzzlers. Yeah, no, no. Uh, and the other thing that makes me so mad about it is that for, I would like to consider myself something of an environmentalist. But we all would. Knowing that this is the first line that a lot of people have experienced with environmentalism it's going to be pushing other people away from it too. It's like, oh, environmentalism, you know, like that awful thing I have in the bathroom that doesn't do anything of what it's supposed to do. Yeah, if that's there the mask, that. if that's the mascot for living green, is that a backed exactly. up toilet? Sure. Exactly, exactly. Sure, it's like, look, I want, uh, like, it's, <laughs> I don't, you want to, you want to be like, look, look, we, we environmentalists over here, we want to distance ourselves from your flooded bathroom. We don't want to, we right. are not associated with that. Like, yes, we share some values, but they are, they've gone rogue and we're more about recycling and, right. and hybrid cars, but we don't think that we don't advocate for flooding your bathroom with poo water. Right, exactly, exactly. It's sort of like if you're like, "Oh, did you hear about the new car that's not that doesn't use oil? It uses coal." Like that's <laughs> we're. I don't know if we're moving in the right direction here. Did you hear about the new car that only runs on tiny little solid balls of poop that flood Whitney's toilet? <laughs> I mean, I could get behind that. That that's that would be a biofuel, right? See, I would shit into a gas tank. 
Who wouldn't? Now, now all of this conversation, Whitney, leads me to my next pre-planned question for you, which is we've been yelling about poop for upwards of 11 minutes now. Uh, do you feel like you're ready to re-enter society? <laughs> you know, 11 minutes is perfect because it's kind of like it looks like a poop. 11? Yeah, two, there's like two poops right next to each other. I'm going to need you to explain that more. Ones look like poops. You know? Well, like, what? Oh, so you, when you poop, you say you're wanting? Big, no, no. Big, oh, big snarky look from one of our upcoming French guys. Uh, we, we walked Shannon, which is pretty great. No, that's that's a French person. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shoot. There's a peek behind the curtains to your audience. I do like, I like that the other French person's screen froze on them being upset. <laughs> but like, I do think, cause like, I think I didn't get like crazy. I don't think I got like nuts in quarantine, but I do feel like I kind of have to, cause, cause case in point, I probably talked about this in the intro, but like I went and saw comedy friends that I haven't seen in a year and went to a bar like for the first time in a year and a half, like year and change last week and like i definitely felt a semblance of like oh wow i am not used to like being around people and being in public and like oh sure and i'm wondering how that has manifested for you because you work from home as well as far as i know right and uh i think that that whole thing really fucks you up in uh terms of being out in public and socializing so do you genuinely feel like you're gonna have to relearn how to be a person like i do (laughs) yeah i mean i definitely think that I don't know if you've had, I don't know if you're this way, but I, I definitely have talked to myself more in the last year than I ever have in my entire life to the point where sometimes when I'm, you forget when you're thinking and when you're talking, they just become kind of one and the other self. And so sometimes when I'm on like a work video call, I'll be like, did I say that? Or did I think that? Oh, no. I can't remember which is which. So you're having a full psychosomatic breakdown. <laughs> what it comes down to is I'm just going to have to stop talking to myself. I just have to get out of that habit because I'm afraid that I'm going to get back in the normal world and I'm going to be like, oh man, his shoes are dumb. Oh shit. That's inside voice, Whitney. That's inside voice. <laughs> and by the way, shoes are dumb is kind of a metaphor for saying it's something else. Whitney. Yeah, no, saying like uh, all criticism of Israel is anti-Semitism. That's what you usually say. I know. <laughs> So, but no, I think it's definitely going to be uh, an adjustment period. Definitely. Yeah, I felt I felt that too because, like, I literally like when I rolled up and like I saw like many you know friends of the show and friends of ours, like your your Aaron Weavers, your Lisa Chanus, your Brendan Cooney's, all of these name drops that I could uh, drop right now. Ooh, sure, sure. and and a and a hand gesture that I'm not fully understanding in this moment. Um, but I, I see these people and then I, I, I'm trying, you're muted. I don't know what you're doing. I can't. Audience, I see, he's not yelling at me. There so was, there was like a moment, you. there was a moment when. <laughs> there's I a moment I when I. I, I think you're being abusive to me, towards me right now. Either way, Patreon is loving this right now. And everyone else is like, what the fuck? I guess I'll give Kevin $5 to see why he's falling apart right now. Um, <laughs> but I, I did feel like, I did feel like, like a moment of like, I need to drink to be able to like handle this because I like, I, we, you know, I've partied with my, my neighbors and stuff a little bit during quarantine, but like to be around a whole bunch of comedians is a very different thing. It's a very quick, fast thing. And like, sure, sure. It's kind of why, like, I don't know. Have you done any uh, any live off Zoom shows since things have opened? Because you're vaccinated, right? 
I, I just got my second shot the other day, so I'm still somewhat indoors. You're, we're in the same we're in the same kind of uh, same kind of zone right now. Then yeah, yeah. I'm just like wondering what that first time being back on stage is going to feel like, and if I'm going to either bleed from my nostrils or like have the best day of my life. I don't know yet. <laughs> yeah, I, I've I've been trying to think about the uh, what to say that's not. Hey, this is fucking weird, right? Because that's everybody's joke right yeah, now, right? Exactly. <laughs> oh, people, bleh. How about this COVID thing? Yeah. You, ever, you hear about this? There was this time. I don't know if you guys know. There was this thing that was going around. It's called COVID-19. People were like, I can't go outside. I got a right. mask on my face. And we were like, uh? Yeah, I, I feel like it, it's definitely going to be a solid month of no one having any clue what they're doing at all. Which More maybe than normal, right? Right, because yeah, comedy already sucks, but like, <laughs> but like, yeah, absolutely. I feel like I'm going to. Uh, it's going to be interesting. I'm very excited to go. Like, I know this is a weird plug in the middle of this segment, but like, I know that our friend Thomas Young is hosting a show at the Offbeat that our dear friend Joe K is going to be on on June second, and that's going to be my first time going to like see a show hmm. since like that wasn't a Zoom show or or whatever, and. I, I'm very excited to see how people like people that I've known forever is like a bunch of people I know forever on these shows. And I'm like, how are they going to, are they, are they going to just be like dialed in perfectly? Like same materials before, like same beats, everything's the same. Or are they going to be like a little bit of stank on it? A little bit of insanity. You're wanting to see a meltdown on stage. Oh yeah. A Whitney meltdown. <laughs> Great. Uh, I mean, I hope you, I hope, I assume there will be several of those of so people that just don't know what they're doing uh, and then they stop and then they maybe cry a little bit. Do you think that that's what's going to happen to you? Have you cried? When was the last time you cried? <laughs> that's another. <laughs> <laughs> that's also a question I ask every episode. Everyone knows this. I, I mean, are, are we so are we getting back to the toilet again? <laughs> I fucking hope we are. There that we would be go. beautiful. There we go. Uh, oh, that's a legitimate question. I thought. <laughs> no, no, no. Tell me about the last time you cried while taking a shit. <laughs> I don't think. I don't think I did. I th I got very mad. My upstairs neighbor uh, vacuums twice a day, every day, uh, and they were waking me up at seven thirty, and I was fist of fury and and i finally had to go up and have a conversation so that was about as close as i got because it was it was uh, i mean listen enjoy cleaning your house that's very <laughs> enjoy it have, have at it i'm not anti-vacuuming here or anything like that. you're anti-vacuuming <laughs> <laughs> that's when that's when you have diseases and your apartment's filthy <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's good that's good I don't think, I think we should just wrap right there. I don't think it's going to get any better. <laughs> well, I was just going to relate to you for a moment, but we can wrap here pretty soon. All right, second. relate to me. Because my name is Rapping Kevin, and I'm here to say. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you owe me a rap, by the way. Wait, for who? You, for Chad Laurie. Oh, yeah, that's for, that's so many years ago. I have absolutely no intention of following up on that. I paid you money. You have to, you have, it's the law. For Ch <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't sign no contract. 
after the show, you're rapping for Chad. You're going to call him on the phone and you're going to rap to him. I'll, I'll do that. I'll, I'll probably, maybe post-credit sequence, I'll have it. But nobody, like Chad Lurie hasn't been on the show since 2015. So I think... I think, I think he's, I think he's uh, uh, boycotting because he wants his rap. Who knows? We'll have to ask him. Um, all I was going to do, we will go to break here in a second because we are almost about time. But I was going to say, I was going to relate to you in the sense that like, um, my the the vacuuming problem, but swap that out with a libertarian and his cousin who play fucking tribal bongo drums all day. <laughs> and you have to go up and be like, first of all, things should be regulated. Second of all, it is nine a.m. You prick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I feel like big noises before eleven we've all kind of agreed upon or like, no, come on. Yeah. We've all heard Whitney with his big flow toilet. We know big noises <laughs> before 11. That's why, that's why I wait to have my coffee until 10. Don't so talk like, to me till I shit out my coffee. So I'm screaming at the toilet. It's 11 and everybody's awake. Screaming at the toilet. Why won't you flush? Why, why won't you flush? So why are you so bad? Why are you so, why are you so bad? <laughs> So we'll leave it at that. Whitney kind of wanting to fuck his toilet. Uh, but we are going to go to a quick break. Whitney, you can stick around, right? Uh, I think so, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you don't have any uh, uh, small nuggets of shit to, to overflow your toilet with, right? Uh, I think we we stopped talking about you when we started. How are you doing? <laughs> Listen to the, the intro. That's what the intro is for, baby. Everybody at this point already knows all of the trauma I dealt with this week. All <laughs> Oh, I don't care about your life. I'm talking about oh, shit-wise. Your pants, yeah. Right now, we're doing okay. Um, the thing is, I might have a cigarette in this break, and that can drastically change. Oh, things. that'll that's terrible idea. That's a TNT throwing into the situation. Come Dynamite. On. Yeah. But here's the thing: is I want to I want to keep this episode uh, loose. You know. Oh, there it is. <laughs> but here's the thing, Whitney: is that after this break and after I shit myself. Um, we've got some French tourists coming on the show. What? Have you heard of such a thing? <laughs> Have you heard of French tourists? Why didn't you tell me? You know I hate French tourists. Whoa! Oh, shit, this is going to be contentious. Or should I say confrentious? Well, maybe I'll like them. I don't know. Let's see. I guess they got to win me over. I hope so. Um, but yeah, I don't know anything about them other than they're French tourists. I'm assuming they'll be providing all of the backstory and everything. Um, I do... <laughs> I do know that they're visiting California. Okay. So that's where we are. So we could definitely relate there. All right. And that's going to be this, the rest of this podcast. So we're going to go to a quick break. And we'll be back with more Whitney Melton and French tourists. Yeah. <laughs> And we are back here on Bleak and Review. I remain Kevin Anderson, your intrepid host who has not yet shit himself, despite the intake of a cigarette. Uh, so that's just that's just poop watch. Uh, and of course, joining me here in the co-pilot position, uh, the god the god daddy, god daddy of uh, Bleak and Review comedy. Uh, we've got Whitney Melton. <laughs> Is that a French accent right there? I uh, no, because I'm not a fascist. That is a very specific LA comedy burn that most people listening to this will not get. But there's a comic out here whose name is French Accent and he sucks and he's hella fascist. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that's right. There is a guy who sucks. I appreciated it. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, he he stormed the Capitol. Um, 
<laughs> back <My>. in chat. <laughs> yes, oh my, indeed. Uh, but we're not alone here, me and Whitney. We are joined here today by uh, two new timers, new timers on the show. Uh, first time, best time. Uh, please welcome some French tourists. Oh, bonjour. Hello, hello, hello. Kevin Osterblicken review uh, the best number one podcast in all of America. Oh je m'appelle, je m'appelle Cloud. Je m'appelle Cloud and tell, tell me your name. Tell, tell je je m'appelle Dylan McDermott. No relation <laughs> to the actor. Dylan McDermott. And this Cloud? Cloud, Cloud My parents and have a sixth sense of humor. Okay, Dylan McDermott from uh, uh, from LA to Vegas, the show on Fox. Yes, no, I have no idea what you're referencing because I'm French. Oh, okay, fair enough. She may, not, was... she may not know, I do. I've, I've seen, I watch Fox programming every day on French television. You see my English is good, no? It's pretty good. I will say your English is pretty good. And it must be because you're watching all these short-lived Fox sitcoms that last about a season and a half. Absolutely, they do not last in America when they come to France. We put them in automatic syndication. Everything is in automatic syndication. Uh, pr private parties, syndication. Scream Queens. Syndication. <laughs> syndication. It, it is true. I cannot test. Yeah. Uh, 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 Dylan and Claude, this is Whitney Melton. He is uh, 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 Bonjour, on the fence. Bonjour, Whitney. Bonjour, Whitney. What's up, guys? <laughs> what is up the sky? What is down the ground? Hey, I, I like comedy. I come... <laughs> he, does, he does like comedy. He got me into comedy as well. I, I really? don't know what it is, though. You don't know People what it don't is, know. but you're into it. People yes. do not know. We love to laugh. We love Jerry Lewis. We love to laugh. Yes. <laughs> oh, ladies, now, do you're you not like, funny. Do you like American comedy? And is that one of the reasons that you wanted to visit uh, the U.S. of A to, 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 to experience it more firsthand? I love American comedy. Uh, I absolutely want to come. I've been, I see me, me, I've been to America. I've been to uh, New York City. I've been to New Orleans. I've been to Orlando. <laughs> I've been to Austin, Texas. I've never been to Los Angeles. Oh, Austin, mm -hmm. Texas is where the real comedy happens now. You hear about uh, Tony Hinchcliffe? Oh, we oui, oui, Tony Hinchcliffe, the racist. <laughs> oh, yes, yes. He does not like Asian people. Oh, no, he's, you know what, though? Neither does most of France. We do, the, the France Whoa. does not like, France does not like anybody that is not uh, white. You can be yeah. gay, you can be trans, as long as you are fucking other white people, you are a-okay okay in France. Oh, really, as long as you're French, you know, we don't want anyone who is not French, we don't want people to speak to us if you are not speaking French, but if you speak to us in French, we will be offended, so... You know, so offended, we'll be, be mad about it. Okay. Well, like if, if like some Americans come over and try to talk to you in French, but they're kind of botching the language you get, does that make you upset? Oh, yes, absolutely. See, you for know, me, it's, I it's prefer... not cute when you try, it's cute when you do it correctly. So, you know. So just speak adult. English if, unless you got it locked in. Yes, that's right. Well, do not come, do not come give us, do not give us any of this Quebecois bullshit. Do not no. come in from your Canada, in your, in your Montreal. Do not come in here with your Quebecois bullshit, not having it. So I feel, I feel like it's safe to say that you guys are some uh, highly opinionated French people. <laughs> Is that true? No, we are just French. Okay. We are just French. This is what you would call, I am, I am what, which is why I come to California. I am known in France for being very chill. 
Sure. Yes. No, it is very chill. It's very chill. Whitney, would you agree that it's very chill here in California? That's all right. As you, as you Americans right. yeah. say, chill vibes only. Rise the TikTok. We watch. <laughs> you watch it. So you watch. Are, you, are, are, are the two of you in the United States now or are you in France? Uh, we are currently in France. Yes. Oh. Wait, you're in France? So you're not tourists. Well, we are we are planning the trip. We oh, cannot leave due planning. to COVID. We are trying. We are waiting for French news. We, uh, we are, uh, FBC to French broadcasting company to come and television. Tell us when we can come to America. I would think every day in France is like being on vacation, though, right? So you're tourists in your own country. Obviously, oh, we we yeah. Now, but you know what we really want to do is we want to come to uh, Disneyland. Oh. Disneyland, yes. oh, Disneyland. Oh we yes, Disneyland. We want to, we want to come to. This is why I come to Orlando many times. Mike Wazowski, he is more of Mike Wazowski. A master zinc. Ooh. Kitty cat, kitty cat. My name is Boo Boo. I am very sad child. Oh, do not leave me, monster. You must be my friend for the rest of my life. You cannot go back in closet. Is it, is it metaphor for being gay? We don't know. We don't know. We don't know. And, we and just who, know that the door was destroyed. Who just could like, know? Who could know? Who um, <laughs> so you're big fans of Disney. Uh, you're very excited. I, I have to... Um, uh, I hope that y'all can get, get in because I, I, from my understand, there's a lot of uh, rigorous... Uh, social distancing and such at Disneyland right now because of the COVID-19 pandemic. Um, I hope that you're able to ride your favorite rides. Do you have any rides you're looking forward to the most? Well, absolutely. Uh, je t'aime Splash Mountain. With the- Mousy, I love being wet. Yes. <laughs> I love to get wet. Absolutely, love, love it. I love to be wet. I love to be wearing soaking wet jeans all day long. I what love you to, know those to... tiny ponchos? No, those ponchos are for pussies. How you say pussy? pussy? Oh, uh, yeah, uh, yellow-bellied cowards is what we would say. I, yeah, we oui, oui, Jean Wayne, yellow-bellied coward, <laughs> cowboy, no. Whitney, you had a question? Yeah, what are some of the differences between uh, Disneyland Paris and Disney World in Orlando? That is a good question. Oh, is it is a very good question. Cheeses, uh, everybody, access everybody to cheese. Who, uh, every cast member at the Disneyland Paris is uh, uh, rude intentionally. <laughs> it's like <laughs> a Dick's Disneyland. Last Resort. It's a Dick's Last Resort. It, it, it is a whole uh, Las Vegas. Uh, put the hat on, <laughs> stupid dumbass. You order burger, you will die. Oh. That's good. That's good. Hey, is this your wife? You should not fuck her. She is ugly. Hey, Dick's Last Resort. <laughs> You should not fuck her. She's ugly. Is that something that they say? Ah oui, c'est vrai. Ah oui, you know, oui, oui. You cannot joke around. You see a lot of couples in the Disney parks. And you know, if you see someone who is better than the other, you say, hey, I don't think this is working out. You got to leave. This is not working. Maybe ride Pirates of the Caribbean. Make out one last time and then, you know, say goodbye. Because if there's a, if there's a ride to make out on, it's Pirates of the Caribbean, right? When someone's going dead, bad, tell no tales. I'm half heart, so I get well, it. But also yo ho, yo ho. Oh, a pirate's yes, wife. Pirates. A pirate's wife is the. Oh, yeah. I, a, I, I must admit that was better than what I had to say. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Bless. So yeah, the main differences between uh, Disneyland Paris and uh, Disney World is that uh, people are just uh, kind of calling out bad-looking relationships. Absolutely. <laughs> you look at you look at the couples. It is okay when there is two gorgeous people together. They make gorgeous children. When you have uh, uh, two ugly people together, it is two negatives together. You multiply. They make positive. Beautiful child. You have a beautiful person and an ugly person. That is a dice roll we cannot take in France. We cannot have... Do you call out other uh, weaknesses and failures in people's lives at Disneyland Paris as well? Oh, absolutely. We look at them. You, you wear anytime I see an adult wear the Mickey ears, I say, Where is the balding? You are balding. Oh, there we go. Oh, so, like if Whitney rolled up to Disneyland, right, right. yeah, you would, you would have some things to say about Whitney's lack of hair. It sounds like Disneyland Paris is like one of those movies where you are confronted with your worst fears. Ah, oui, oui, this is your life. Hey. Yes, he gets it. This guy gets it. Yeah. Dylan, you would agree with that? Uh, yes, yes, I would. Okay. You know, but you, you learn you, something you about yourself by confronting your fears. And when you leave, you're either better or you decide, oh, I'm a piece of shit. I should stop going outside the house. It's absolutely more. And then, you know, if you come to this conclusion, you know, you can go to the south of France and you can go get lost or you can go to the Alps, you know, go fuck off. Or you can go to <laughs> Paris and you can go up the Eiffel Tower and just end it for everyone. That's you know, but that is up to you. I think it's your choice. <laughs> end you know. it for you everyone? Know, you should come, Whitney, you should. You should come to France. You should come, you should come hang out and chill with us. You can sleep on my couch in my wine cellar. <laughs> you have a couch in your wine cellar. That's absolutely. Now every apartment in France has a wine cellar, though, right? Okay. Absolutely. Every apartment is two floors, has uh, how you say uh, living space, mm -hmm. and then the wine cellar. Bit of a loft. <laughs> Doesn't matter what what floor you're on. If you're on the seventh floor, the sixth floor is all wine cellars. Yes. Now, now Claude and, and Dylan, tell me. Excuse me. It is not cloud, it is cloud. 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 Cloud, cloud like from Final Fantasy. Oh, we oui, we oui. Final Fantasy. Cloud, big sword, compensating for small penis. You so, know what this is? Have you ever noticed that all the swords in Final Fantasy VII are the size of a man? I've, they are all... I've always said it's got thick blades. Uh, we will say thick plays save lives. Hey. <laughs> now, Cloud and, and Dylan, well, I'm curious, what is um, your relationship to each other? Are you uh, a couple? Are you just friends? Oh, no, uh, no, no, no. The, the, I am, I am uh, how you say, uh, bisexual leaning towards men. Uh, and she uh, obviously is a bulldogger dyke, as we say. <laughs> Yes. And we are we know each other. We are both teachers. Oh. Yes. What what do you guys uh, what do y'all teach? Uh, well, you I I teach uh, people how to be uh, French uh, properly. <laughs> so you're like an etiquette coach. This is right, you know. And it's beyond just putting a book on your head. You know, you got to teach people how to properly insult someone. You know. It's, oh, sure. it's an art, really. You know, you have to teach the right micro expression when uh, an American tourist tries to speak to you in French. You have to properly teach them the expression of um, oh, how you say it in English, uh, like they just insulted your mother. 
Oh, sure, sure, yes, sure. Yes, of course. Uh, this, um, is so standard, this is standard educational course in a French elementary school. Yes. Elementary, dear Watson. Um, I'm curious, uh, uh, Whitney and uh, I... Sheila comes, Rabatani Jr., he's a boxer now. <laughs> I will... Je t'aime, Guy Ritchie. Maybe, maybe Whitney and I could uh, could try our hand at insulting one another, and you could grade us on on how good our insults are. Oh yes, please oh, go oui, ahead. Oui, you know, oui, I mean, yeah. I don't know how well you're going to do, but I believe in you. Hey, uh, Whitney, are you game for this? Uh, okay, I'll, I'll start. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, Kevin never shits his pants because he sucks. I know you see, you have to point out that he has shit his pants because he sucks. <laughs> yes. He has shit in his pants right now and that is why he sucks. Yes, he currently, and not a sharp level shit, but shitty, like he has a load in his pants. A load in his pants. He a is load. a shitty little, he is a shitty little baby. He has yeah, shit I... his pants. Look at him. Oh, where, where, where's your mama to change your pants? You might, oh. <laughs> All right, well. Right. Fair note taken. Uh, I'll try my hand at insulting Whitney here. Um, <clears throat> hey, Whitney. Go on. Have you ever considered that maybe what? it's not your toilet's problem? It's that your asshole is bad? Yes, I have considered that, Kevin. No, we're this, we're, the insult is still going. Well, really? Well, you better turn it off. <laughs> See, it's like a refrigerating running joke. See, that it's is <laughs> a little bit too long and too vague for me. You say his asshole is bad. <laughs> Why, why is it bad? Is it too loose? Is it too tight? Can he not fit anything in there? Is he able to not be pegged by his lovely wife? I assume you are you are married. Everyone in America is married now that all the homosexuals can get married there. Everyone is married. You are born and you are married. Yeah, Whitney, you're in a gay you're in a gay marriage, right, Whitney? I have two wives. Uh, I'm one of those guys that has the family in another. Oh. Town. Big love, uh, big love on HBO. Big Baxter, rest in peace. With this, she's got there's an actress with a French name. This Chloe Sevigny. <laughs> yes, yes, we love Chloe Sevigny. Chloe Sevigny, je t'aime. Wait, so we know that Dylan is an etiquette coach for insults. Uh, Cloud, what do you do? I teach you wine history to second graders. <laughs> second graders. Um, and and yes, yes, we are both. We 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 met at. We are both teachers at the same elementary school. We are at the uh, how you say uh, the Edith Piaf Mars Simpson Academy of Arts. Okay, okay. So you're you're teaching them how to drink in second grade, and Dylan, yes. you are teaching them how to properly insult at this age. Yes, these are the foundations of our culture. You know, if you do not have these foundations from an early age, then you will not know to exude them from your very pore, like the wine that comes out of your pores when you are hungover. You know, they go hand in hand. Sure, sure. Pores abound. Dylan didn't mention this earlier. She's an incredible, incredible impressionist. Her Isabella Rossellini was wasn't that amazing as. Is that true? Is how she was just speaking. She was just doing it for you. Well, I'm an uncultured American swine, so I'm I'm still catching up to what's happening. But of well, course, at least you know, Kevin, because now that you know, you can uh, work on it. <laughs> yeah, and knowledge is half the battle, as far as I'm concerned. This is very true. Um, Americans are obsessed with self-care, no? 
Yeah, we're, we're kind of, especially during this COVID-19 quarantine pandemic, we've been, a lot of people are finding out what self-care means to them. Uh, I'm curious because I know what it means for like guys like Whitney and I. It's like having a good shit, you know, giving yourself a half hour to take a shit, uh, reading a good book while taking a shit. It's a lot with our butts. But in France, I imagine self-care is a little different. Yes, you must try what we do in France. I do is, uh, Kevin, you need to light yourself a few candles. You need to lay down in your bathtub that I'm sure has never spattered shit all over the tub. <laughs> and you must lay down and listen to your favorite album. For me, I like listening to uh, American rock and roll band Arcade Fire. Really? What, what me, album? We- uh, <laughs> the suburbs. suburbs. The, the suburbs. suburbs. It's a good one. That's a good one. It's the only one I could think of too. Um, <laughs> uh, Dylan, what is self care like for you? Self care for me is um, looking at myself in the mirror and uh, saying, "You, you are uh, not enough." Oh, uh, you you know because really when you do that you start to get angry and then uh, you know you can really uh, go out into the world and be the worst version of yourself and then people feel worse when you are around them and then it is cyclical because then after you have made everyone else feel like a piece of shit you feel more accomplished. Wow, that's that's yes. a very interesting interpretation of self care. It's kind of like you're bringing people down to boost yourself up in a way. Yes, that is absolutely correct. And you know, we don't teach that until you are in around the equivalent of fifth grade. But you the know, equivalent. eventually every French person is taught this. They're taught and and, and this was you might you guys are gonna have a great time in America because we're really good at making everyone around us feel like shit. Wouldn't you agree, Whitney? Have you guys heard of this website called Twitter? <laughs> I tweeted. Jacques from Twitter. Jacques from Twitter. Oui, oui, yes, absolutely. Jacques is, uh, so you say, a monster. Monster. Monster, I think. Um, I, 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 I am. I am. I am. I am. I am. I am. I am curious, just in case, uh, because circling back to the Disneyland uh, adventures that you have planned, just in case because of the social distancing and the ability to only get tickets uh, for California residents at this time, do you have any backup plans? Excuse me? Oh, only California residents can can go to Disneyland at this time because of social distancing and, uh, and quarantine stuff. I feel like I just rocked your world and I'm sorry. Uh, no, no, rocking my world here. I have, we have a backup plan. We have backup plan. We love it. Uh, we, you know, uh, we, we do not like Disney anymore. Disney, no, Just no, no, no. no, we are done. Oh, no, we, we hate it. Full of capitalism. Oh, no, disgusting too. Get out of, of here. We love Nutsberry Farm. We love it. We love, <laughs> yes, we love it. We love uh, all the mining town. We love that. We love uh, Mrs. Nuts Fried Chicken. We love it. Is that true, Dylan? Well, you know, I'm not going to lie. My uh, my world was a little bit uh, rocked when you has just said this, but then immediately my jerk reaction to piggyback off of Claude is that, uh, yes, I would- <laughs> You've known me for years, it is Claude. Claude, yes, uh, yes, um, you know, it's, 
It is fine, unless, you know, Kevin, I mean, you know, you seem like a, a generally nice person. Oh, Perhaps you. you could, um, you know, hook it up, as it were, uh, with some kind of, uh, I don't know, maybe like a fake passport or, you know, like let oh. us use your uh, address so that we can be California residents. I mean, you know. Let's, let, let, let us have a phone bill mailed to your partner. Kevin, I think if you faked your own death. If I faked my death. If you faked your own death, then one of them could assume your identity. That oh, seems like a temporary. It seems like a te uh, it seems like a final solution to a temporary problem. Because like true. I've gotten, I've bullshitted my way into LACMA before by by doctoring up a, a, an exterminist bill, saying my address was local enough to get in for free. So like I feel like all we got to do is MS Paint up some credentials for y'all, and we can get you in. This is what I'm talking about. Uh, you. Kevin, I don't think I should kill myself. Very smart. I love it. This is like we are like American spies. We are like we are mission impossible. Cloud, I gotta say, Cloud, I gotta say, you're kind of acting like spies like us. Oh, spies like us, Dana Croyd. we love you. We love him so much. Did you know? Did you know he played multiple roles in Nothing But Trouble? Of course, I know. they were all they were looking for was a nice summer vacation, and all they got was nothing but trouble. Now, this may seem like a out of nowhere question, but I want to know from both of our tours here: what's your favorite film of all time? We'll start with Dylan. Oh my, I am put on the spot. I would have to say, let hold on, let me. Translated from French to Italian, then to uh, ah, here it is. I would say it is a movie called Divorce Italian Style. <laughs> yes, I've seen this recently. This is Have so apropos. It is wonderful. I think everybody should watch it. And I think Academy Award winning film. film. Pardon? It was an Academy Award winning film for best yeah. screenplay. Oui, c'est vrai. This is a film, uh, Whitney, just in case you haven't seen it, it might be right up your alley. It's uh, where a 37-year-old man is trying to fuck his 16-year-old cousin. Um, so I feel <laughs> like it's right up your alley. It's beautiful, you know. And this is a Disney movie? Yeah, this is a Disney movie. It's an, a Pixar animated film. Okay. Uh, <laughs> it's it's their first, a first and only pornographic animated film, which, like, honestly... Like with the pervasiveness of animated porn online, which I know you're also very familiar with, Whitney. Um, <laughs> just putting all these. Push, they do, just need to keep pushing boundaries. I get it. Keep pushing boundaries. What is comedy if we're not yelling slurs at people with no punchlines? You know, push boundaries. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, Cloud, uh, what is your favorite film? Nomeo and Juliet. Uh, Nomeo and Juliet. Nomeo and Juliet starring James McAvoy, Emily Blunt. Uh, the beautiful retelling of the classic Shakespearean play uh, stole through the eyes of Lon Gnomes. <laughs> it is a, 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 a deconstructionist, nihilist way of looking at uh, the world of Romeo and Juliet. We are all, if nothing, ser small ceramic gnomes in the world that at any moment can fall over and shatter into a million pieces. And we must go for our love. I am also a uh, second favorite movie is Sherlock Holmes to a Game of Shadows. <laughs> Guy Ritchie! What about Sherlock Gnomes? Sherlock Gnomes! <laughs> 
<laughs> not a fan. Even though it's basically your two favorite movies no. combined, you hate it. <laughs> Absolutely, I play much. <laughs> I much prefer the, the Great Mouse Detective. Yes. Beer, 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 beer. Ratikin is how you say uh, daddy. <laughs> uh, and Whitney, what's your favorite film? Uh, I like that 1 800 Cars for Kids commercial. <laughs> that's, I could watch that. That's all. my favorite film. Yeah, that's, that's uh, we... that is. This cinema, right? That's how. Oh, look at that! Wait, did that? Guys for kids. Ah, there it is. Did that enrage you though? Did that enrage you though when Whitney tried to speak French at you? Are you guys furious about that? I did not catch him trying to speak French, probably because it was not French. So (laughs) I was not insulted. Or it was so perfect you didn't even notice because it just went in. You assume Cloud said it. Ah, no. No, <laughs> Whitney, it was not correct. But you know, try again. You you will do it. Yeah, Whitney, try it. again. I don't. Need, what did I say? Oh, <laughs> the cinema. That's more Italian, though. I think. Yeah, that was more Italian. <laughs> Come on, I mean, Bambino. It's all, it's all the same. We saved you in World War Two. It's all the same. Ah, uh, oh, now uh, we're getting into it. it. Yeah, let's oh, get into the World War Two talk. It up. I was waiting for it. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, you know, uh, a World War II, obviously a thing we were all alive to witness. So yeah. we all have hard opinions on it. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a straight white man, so I have to take credit for World War II. That is what we do. Otherwise, your grandpa died for nothing. That's that's what I'm thinking. And probably your dad. We didn't talk about, Kevin, your favorite film, though, before we get away from this. Well, my favorite film is... Is in a clear poster right behind him. It is across the universe. Across the universe, but uh, it's a very specific uh, across the universe redub where they mm. redub the screening of Across the Universe with the dialogue and uh, sound effects of Porky's 2. So that is my favorite film is when Porky's <laughs> is laid over across the universe. Um, because I like to take drugs and lose my mind. So I do that. It's my favorite movie. And um, yeah. This is on IMAX? This is on IMAX, yes. Would you Do you prefer Porky's 2 over Porky's 1? Of course. Porky's 2, Back to the Hood, it's the best one. It's It's great because you know why, Whitney? Honestly, if we're like all bits aside... It's it's just so much more porky than the first one. <laughs> There's a lot have more porky. Ent- yeah, fair enough, fair enough. Have we entered the no bit zone? Are we serious people now? Is oh this yeah, no longer the comedy podcast. Are we here to are we here to pontificate uh, on on philosophy and life and death and the tragedy that is Pompeii? Yeah, we we when we enter the no bit when we enter the no bit zone, I take on the persona of uh, comedy host Bill No Lalzi, and um, <laughs> which is not the episode title, but no, no, <laughs> I am curious because you, uh, Cloud and Dylan, you you seem very um, interested and aware of American culture as tourists, uh, uh, former and current tourists. Uh, what are you? Who are some of your favorite uh, media figureheads in America? Do you follow any uh, Tucker Carlson types or uh, the race lady? Um, <laughs> it's a very specific reference to Tucker Carlson. Uh, yeah, you guys have big, 
big lean back from cloud <laughs> you know kevin i i have to uh if we are no longer doing bits i have to tell you um yes. you are my my favorite american personality that is why i you know really oh. wanted to be on the show today wow uh, so there it is you know i'm a bit embarrassed uh, embrassé, but you know it's okay i mean i'm i'm I, embarrassed I would say, Kevin, I have bigger fish to fry. I am a big fan of uh, acclaimed St. Louis actor John Hamm. And he's, uh, how you say, a massive hog. <laughs> we do say it like that. That side pipe is... Did you know he... Did you... What? Did you know he was... Did you know he was an acting teacher for Ellie Kemper? No, I did not know that. Like... You froze it. I think you got so excited um, about Ellie Kemper that you my, froze. <laughs> All right. So anyway, um, John my internet Hamm is unstable here in <laughs> in Paris. That's weird because I heard that you guys have a lot better uh, better connections out there than we do in America. What's going on? And you're are you downloading a bunch of stuff? And what are you downloading specifically? Name the thing. Uh -oh. Well, actually, he is uh, running his computer off of a hotspot. Oh, okay. So he's not downloading any, uh, not downloading any uh, obscure French pornography that I wouldn't have heard of. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> Do you know in, in France we only now these days watch step parent porn? Well, I think oh, that's porn is step parents. No, that's oh, is, a... this, is this universal? Is this global? I mean, Whitney perked up immediately. So, <laughs> but that is the thing. That's the thing is I'm curious about oh, that. Because Whitney is into it. The woman walks in and says, hey, Whitney, I just fucked your father. You look like him. Let us have sex. Did France invent that? Isn't that your big contribution to the internet world? As I understand it from the a book I just read called France Invented Step Parent <laughs> In paperback. Uh, we... I mean, I, I, it has good reviews on Amazon, so I assumed everything was true just from the title. I it does seem, like, it does seem like a very because I feel like uh, ideas of incestuous relationships definitely stem from early French cinema. So I think the concept uh, may be able to be traced back to French origins. But I'm curious. I mean, is this something that's just kind of normalized? Because for us Americans, me and Whitney. This new step porn, the step porn genre is kind of a new thing that has uh, 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 has has kind of swept the nation recently. But this seems like it's something that uh, has been in French culture for a while. Is that true or am I lying? Well, this is why the uh, movie Diverse Italian Style is my favorite because, you know, he is trying to fuck his 16-year-old uh, cousin and he is uh, like a 37-year-old man. So, you know, this is uh, very highly smiled upon, as <laughs> frowned upon. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, this is a good thing. You know, there are a lot of movies in the French, I'm sure you can watch them with subtitles where, you know, the, the boy has been off at, uh, oh God, I don't even know, like boarding school. And then he comes back and he has a big strong strapping man. 
and then the mother is like oh my goodness you are a man now and she wants to fuck him and this is not pornography Kevin <laughs> this is normal Netflix <laughs> French cinema so yes we have normalized this and this is why we all have such soft silky skin because what? It is this like is interbreeding that has gone, uh, you know, negative times negative equals positive. You know, we have balanced it out. So you're saying if you want to get rid of crow's feet, fuck your sister? That is yes, it. We have, it, really, we have really figured out eugenics here in France. <laughs> More like eugenics, because see, I'm an uncultured American and I don't understand. More uh, like that is a good joke. <laughs> They call me Ponce de Leon. Oh, I funny Ponce de Leon. He is dead. He is ancient. That bitch is dead. <laughs> so I feel like we figured it out. Whitney, do you have any final questions for our French tourists before we go to plugs here? So is France real? Or are you guys making? It <laughs> you know, Whitney, I, I. You have actually yeah, called yeah, us yeah, out. Yeah. France does not exist. Uh, but, it was but, never but, actually but a country. We are just so self-righteous no. that we made it a country. Yes. I heard, that's what I heard. Yes. yes. You saw okay, you are no. not wrong. Okay, France is not recognized by the UN. But is that true? You look it up. Yes. You know, Google it right now. I'm gonna Google, Google it right it. now. Uh, you have uh, you, you have Google. You have Wikipedia. We have but Bing. You no longer ask Jeeves, no. No, 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 Jeeves. It Jeeves has just passed. If you Google France, you get zero results. That's why I thought this was probably the truth. We, oui? oui? no. oui, France does not no, no longer. It sounds like the work Whitney of. Martin, um... We should we should nominate him from Mensa. No. Oui. All right. No. All right. I'm calling it. Um, <laughs> Cloud and Dylan, thank you so much for being here. Obviously, this episode is coming out <laughs> on Friday. Uh, May 21st. We're going to go around the horn and do some plugs here. Uh, obviously, Whitney Melton, where can people find you? Should you wish to be found? What do you want to promote? What's happening with your toilet? Let them know. <laughs> uh, just go on the Facebooks and the Twitter. I, yeah, I, accept, them. I accept almost all requests. And that's probably going to be a time bomb that's going to cause problems later on, I realize. Right, yeah, but then you could just start blocking people en masse and it'll feel great. Yeah, yeah, it's a thing to look forward to. <laughs> when I'm mad, I'll just take it out on my Twitter friends that I don't really like. Uh, Beautiful. And then hopefully by the, the Robot Party, the, uh, the, the comedy variety show that I have was running before the pandemic, we're supposed to be back in, I think, July. So, oh, will there be any um, possible features of millennial blogger Dane Plebins? I would hope so. I would mm -hmm. hope so. Do you know we were supposed to do our one year anniversary show uh, the night that LA shut down? I remember because we were at a bar together the night before that. Yeah. It was yeah. the last bar I went to besides Saturday. Um, and I also was supposed to start a brand new show that week as well. And that never happened because of the same reason. We've really had a tough run of it, haven't we? With <laughs> you, white guys throwing down. 
Uh, <laughs> I'm getting I'm getting a very specific message in the chat of this podcast that um, one of our one of our guests, Cloud, is having such a hard time with his bullshit French internet that <laughs> that he requires that I do plugs for him, which would be uh, he says follow his favorite gay comedian Joe K on Twitter at Joe Charles K. And and also, uh, uh, yeah, Joe Charles K. No, I got it. Uh, <laughs> and also that this same comedian Joe K will be uh, in Fresno on the thirtieth. Follow this motherfucker on Twitter for details. And also June second at the Offbeat in Eagle Rock, California, at Joe Charles K to follow that comedian that this French person really likes. Uh, and Dylan, where can people find you? What do you wish to promote? Let them know. Well, actually, Kevin, you know, I am off the grid, so I do not have social media, but, you know, there is one uh, podcast in uh, America that I seem to like a lot. Uh, it is uh, called Arden Podcast. It is a murder mystery podcast. And, I, you know, I must say the character Rosalind is just absolutely incredible, uh, really? you know, incredible as it were, Incredible. And, uh, you know, uh, it's just fantastic. So, you know, go follow that. It's on the, the platforms, Arden Podcasts. Absolutely. And as for me, everybody, hey, uh, <laughs> why not go follow me at KB Anderson, yo, and all the things. Why not go over to patreon.com slash bleak and review to find bonus content and the written series that I've been posting of uh, K-Dog Reviews X-Men, where I've been watching every X-Men movie in a row and uh, giving you my honest, angry feedback. Uh, actually, it's been like mostly okay. The only ones that are bad, I've gotten past already. So go read those angry reviews. Um, and patreon.com slash bleak review. Give us, give, give, a, give a boy $5, see what happens. And uh, eventually I'll be doing live stand-up again, but oh boy, do I not have anything booked. Uh, so that's it for me. Whitney Mountain, so great to have you, buddy. Good to see you again. Good to see you. I hope that we can rub our beards together very soon. Soon. I, I figured you got yours on the 13th, your second shot too? Uh, I got mine on, yeah, I got mine on the 13th. So by the 27th, I'm going to be out here just kissing boys. Uh <laughs> And rubbing beards rubbing beards kissing boys and taking names you know for more boys that i can kiss later Number um, and uh, uh cloud and dylan it was so great to meet you i really i mean, i hope you have a great time when you visit california in the near future merci, oh, merci, merci. <laughs> beautiful uh until next friday everybody this has been bleak review <laughs> we will see you later bye bye guys Thank you.